This is Darren Davis, founder and senior leader of the Harbor Church in South Florida, and you are listening to the Harbor Church Podcast. For more information about this podcast and others, visit us online at harborchurch.org. Enjoy the podcast. You know what I'm saying? So I think we got to get back to that. Get back to a part where, where we're just doing our thing and Jesus is the only one that we care about, if he's looking at me or not, right? So, so I want you guys, when you're in this building, to just be undignified. There's no reason to care about what your neighbor thinks. The only thing that you need to be worried about is what God thinks about you. How many of you guys know that is the most important thing about you? I need, I need a breathe. I'm going to take a water break real quick. I can do this in two languages if you guys want to stay later. But let's get to church, shall we? We're, we're in a great series that I'm very excited about. It's called The Seat at the Table. Everybody say the table. The table. It's a big, what time is it? It's, the, it's a big, big, big um, picture for us. Like, like when we think about a table, a lot of things happen. A meal happens. Conversations happen. Um, wonderful things happen. Terrible things happen. It's just an important, it's an important thing in our lives, right? Thanksgiving meals, Christmas meals, conversations, date nights. All of that, right? No arguments between spouse and wife in this house. Thank you, Jesus. I'm kidding. It can happen at the table as well. But um, what we want to talk about is your seat at the table. So in this series, which Darren kicked off last week, we want to talk about this. To be equipped in a deep way to love others. Guys, it's all about loving others. And I want to talk about something. Here's my goal. I want to talk about a very, very, very important concept that we need to have, that we need to understand before we leave this building. Like as in like tonight, everyone say this is important. This is important that we know this. So I don't want you guys to leave without knowing this. And let's start off with this phrase. We cannot give away what we don't have. Right, it just, it just makes sense, right? It's, it's easy, it's easy peasy. I'm not, that's not like some big revelation. I can't give you a million dollars if I don't have a million dollars, right? So here's what I wanna do. I wanna talk about a story that I think we've all heard of in the Bible. We're going to read some some chapters. I know we dance in church, and I'm going to get back to the Word so my Southern Baptist friends don't don't kill me, okay? So, thumbs up. All right, cool. So, I can only say that because I was raised Southern Baptist. Um, but here's what I want to talk about. I want, to, I want to read Luke 15. Luke 15 is a story about the prodigal son. I want to, I want to talk about that entire story. So we're going to be diving into that. So while I'm, while I'm spouting off here, just in my intro, if you've got your word or your phone, we're going to be in Luke 15. So let me give you a few seconds to get there. And here's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about two points. For those taking notes, I've got two points for you. The first one is titled, No, You Don't Understand. Everyone say, No, You Don't Understand. Oh, you don't understand. The second point, and hang tight with me here, is no, you don't understand. So everybody say that as well. No, you don't understand. So uh, I know my creative juices are flowing. The title of tonight's message is Surprise, Surprise, No, You Don't Understand. Okay, it's going to make sense in the end, but I'm very excited. So let me do this, Luke 15. Let me pray for us tonight, and then we're going to get going. God, we love you. We're here only for you. We're here to have fun. We're here to experience who you are. This is an important night to receive from you 
something that I know that you want us to give away. We are here, I'm going to say that again, we are here to receive something that we are only being given because we have to give it away. We have to give it away. So Holy Spirit, open our ears, open our eyes, and open our heart to receive what you have. In Jesus' name, amen. Lord, we pray for the dolphins. Amen. All right. So let's talk about this. Before we, before we read the passage here, actually, why don't we do that? Let me read the passage. We're in Luke 15. We're going to start at verse 11. Everybody there? Everybody good? All right. It should be on the screen as well. So here's, here's what it says. Luke 15, verse 11. We're going to read all the way to 32, so hang tight with me. It's a beautiful story, so hang tight. Here's what it says. There was a man who had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the share of property that is coming to me. And he divided his property between them. Not many days later, the younger son gathered all that he had and took a journey into the far country. And there he squandered his property in reckless living. And when he had spent everything, a severe famine arose in the country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to one of the citizens of that county, or sorry, country, who sent him into his fields to feed pigs. And he was longing to be fed with the pods that the pigs ate. And no one gave him anything. Verse 17. But when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have more than enough bread, but I perish here with hunger? I will arise and go to my father's house. I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me as one of your hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. But while he was still a long way away, his father saw him and felt compassion and ran and embraced him and kissed him. And the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, bring quickly the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet and bring the fattened calf and kill it. And let us eat and celebrate. For this, my son was dead and now is alive again. He was lost and is found, and they began to celebrate. Verse 25, now his older son was in the field, and as he came and drew near to the house, he heard music and dancing, and he called one of his servants and asked what these things meant. And he said to him, your brother has come, and your father has killed the fattened calf because he has received him back safe and sound. Verse 28, but he was angry and refused to go in. His father came out and entreated him. But he answered his father, look, these many years I have served you and I never disobeyed your command. Yet You never gave me a young goat that I might celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours came who has devoured your property with prostitutes, you killed the fattened calf for him. And he said to him, son, you are always with me and all that is mine is yours. It is fitting to celebrate and be glad for this your brother was dead and is alive. He was lost and is found. Wow. Pretty wild story. It's, it's very familiar, but I want to bring something interesting to the table about this story. But first, I want to tell you a little bit about how I relate to this story. Did you guys know I had a baby? Shocker. We had a baby, and she's actually right there, which is a surprise. Savannah, you were not supposed to come tonight, which I'm very excited you are. But we had a baby, and it's been so fun, and it's been awesome, and it's been just the biggest joy of our lives, something that we fought for for eight years, like, like prevailed. Is that the right word? Travailed. Travailed. I guess now we prevailed. Is that the, how I would use that? Well, let's not talk about prevailing in church, but um, those who got it, got it. But, but it's something that, that we are like in love with, it, to the point where, again, I know I say this a lot, but I've got a lot of Spanish blood, so we love like 
my heart. Like we just, I just want to squeeze her face. Like it's not just this cute little thing. I want to like, ah, like there are bite marks on her thigh. Okay, I'm just going to admit that in front of everybody because she's so darn cute. We have a lot of photos. We're in the photo phase of our lives. So, you know, I have her photo everywhere. And it's been awesome. Praise God for this baby. Parents, you know what you did. Here's what I mean. No one told me. No one told me what was going to be on the other side of week one. Okay? All you guys are parents are like, well, come have a baby. Join our side. And then we did. And then we didn't sleep. And then we came to the core of who we are, guys. I never knew something so small can break me. Like, like guys, I was broken. Like, to the point where, where I was texting every man that has ever raised anything, how are you doing this? Because there were nights, guys, I'm telling you, where I was like, I don't know, we're both human. How did we end up with this hawk in our house? Like, like is it superpowers? Is it like, should I tell the news? It was bad. And I'm just being real with you. It was, it was maybe the first like two or three weeks where I was like, wow, what does like forever mean? Like, hey, Google, how long is 18? You know, it was, it was rough. I won't lie to you. And, and for those men in here, fathers in here that I text, thank you for your solidarity. Thank you for not calling Child Protective Services. We made it and we're doing good. But I want to I wanna wrap this up. I want to tell you this. How did, I, how, did, how, like, how did I feel in those moments? I felt terrible. I felt terrible. If you want to feel like you're just like a monster, be angry at a newborn. Do you know what I'm saying? Like sit there and be like, why are you, why are you crying? I just feel like the baby is like, I don't know anything. Like I don't know that I exist. You're a gray, scary blob. And I don't know, but here's my urine. Like that, that's, I feel like that's how those conversations went, right? But here's what I want to bring to the table. Is that I came to a point where I realized I needed help. I came to the point where I said, I don't know how to do this. I had never been with a newborn. Am I speaking too much truth here? Or my parents, can I get like an amen from my parents here? We're good, right? Everyone's good. We're all, we're all redeemed. We're all redeemed here. But here's how I felt, and here was the part that broke my heart, and I didn't understand it, and I had to work with Jesus about this. I would call my friends, my guys, and say, what's wrong with me? Like, what is wrong with me that I would, that I would feel anger, or, or I would feel frustration, or I would feel impatient with this beautiful gift that's been given to us? And here's the response. Thank you, God, for these men. Guys, we got to reach out when we need help because our community really does raise who we are. Here's what every single man said. Hey, man, you're good. You're good. I went through it too. Hey, you know what? Try this out. When, when the baby's freaking out, put the baby in the crib, drop on the ground, do some push-ups. 1,002, 1,003, 1,004. So, so I did, right? And, and, and I would follow these, these, these father's advice, and it was awesome, and we made it through. But here's the part of this story that I want to point to is how I felt when I would call and say, this is what's going on in my life. And I would hear this. You're good, man. Hey, it happens to all of us. You're learning. This is your first time. 
What I was receiving was not only wise counsel, was love, was wisdom, and acceptance. But here's my first point. No, no. You don't understand. Like, I'm really angry. Or, or, or like, I don't know why I can't. Why can't I not do this? I thought I'd be so good at it. You don't understand. In that moment, what I was feeling was insecurity that I don't deserve to be said you're good. Hey, you're good. You're good. It happens to all of us. So in that little tiny, tiny little story, here's what, here's what I was feeling. And I want to point to a moment here. I want to point to a moment. You see, when I was picking up the phone and saying that, my first thought was like, no, you don't understand. Please don't call me good because what, what, what if you call me good and then I tell you like, hey, I, I was really angry like to the point where I, like, I had to leave the room and just take a water break and come back in. Like, do I need to share everything with you? Like, do, do, like I felt insecure because I was receiving so much grace that I didn't think I deserved. So where, where do we find that in this story? I want you guys to always read the Bible as these characters as being human. These guys are human, like, like they are individuals, they are real people. So let's put this into perspective. This son finally realized, oh my gosh, here I am, like I, I'm, I would love to eat pig food, but wait, I can go back and beg to be a servant, that's going to be important later. So he goes over to his father, knowing exactly what he did, and he receives something that he never, ever, ever expected he would receive. But I want to stop there and point out that moment. Imagine this for me, please, okay? You're the son, and you've got all that baggage on you, all of that guilt, all of the things that you know that you've done, all of the things that you have squandered, and then you look out in the field, and then you see your father, the very face of pain, and there's a moment where he's still far away, and you see that he's happy. And you see that he's happy. Let's say that there's a 100 yards between them. Imagine what that moment felt for that younger son, or the younger, yeah, the younger sibling. To sit there and to see a father running to him, and then he might even be backing up and saying, no, 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 please, please, please. Like, I know I'm back, but it's not like I'm back with, with I didn't multiply your money. I didn't start businesses. I actually have nothing good to give you. Please don't give me your love. Please don't even be excited to see me. In fact, I'm here to ask you to be your servant. At best, let me work for you. So pause and put that in, that in perspective. On one side over here is a son that sees something coming that he doesn't think he deserves. And then you have the other side of the coin where a father just sees his son. A father just sees everything that's about him. Everything, every detail. That father remembers him as a baby. Him as a teenager, him learning to work the fields, him when he was angry, him when he technically asked and said, can I have all of your money? In other words, guys, like I want you to know that when he asked that, he was asking, I wish you were dead. I wish you were dead so I can have your money. That's low. If, if you feel like your kids don't like you, at least they haven't asked you that, okay? But I want you to think about that moment because here's, here's what's going on. One son is saying, no, 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 you don't understand. But here's what I want to focus on tonight is that the father says this, which is my second point. Maybe now this makes sense. No, you don't understand. No, son, you don't. You're the one that doesn't understand. So, so let me summarize. What am I saying here? The son goes off, spends everything, throws it all away, understands what he has done, and sees the very picture of pain walking towards him. 
and potentially giving something to him he doesn't feel that he deserves. Saying, no, you don't understand. I don't deserve this. I, I, last night, literally, I gambled away everything. Like, you don't, don't give me what I don't deserve. Let me just work for you. Here's what the father says. No, you don't understand. I love you. And I'm so happy that you're here. In fact, we're going to celebrate. You're my son and you're, and in fact, our home. And when I think about these moments, guys, that points to so many times in our lives where we don't understand the gospel. Where we don't, where we, we don't understand the fact that, hey, God is actually so happy that you are back. Anytime that we see him, anytime that we are with him, all he's saying is, I hope you understand how much I love you. I hope you understand. This is all that Jesus said is that my father is your father. What I have is yours. And anytime that we bring that baggage to the table where we're running out and we're saying, no, God, you don't understand. Like, this is what I did, or this is how I feel. Or even let's talk church. No, I'm not the most spiritual leader. I don't serve this much. I don't have much to give. Bring that to the table and watch what God says. He says, no, you don't understand how much I love you. No, you don't understand what my son did for you. You know, you don't understand that my son died for you and I to talk to one another. My son died so that you can have full access into who I am, that I may remind you every single day that you deserve everything behind me. Everything is for us. Wow. So we find ourselves a lot in that younger younger son. Can I read again that passage about the older son really quickly? You guys with me? You guys good? I want to read this about the brother. Because we have an interesting spot with the, with the brother who stayed, right? Here's what it says. Now his older, older son was in the field. This is verse 25. As he came near to the house, he heard music and dancing, and he called one of the servants and asked, really, what's going on? Verse 27, he said to him, your brother has come, and your father has killed the fat calf. Let's scroll down here to 29. But he, but he answered his father, look, these many years I have served you, and I never disobeyed your command. Yet you never gave me a young goat that I might celebrate with my friends. Here's the, here's, here's the point. I need you to understand this. Say this with me. This is important. This is important. When we first started off, I said that we have to first receive in order to give. I, I just, I just, guys, I just wonder how different the older brother would, would have been if he had a better relationship to begin with with his younger brother. You get what I'm saying? The, like, hey, why aren't you happy that your, that your brother's back? And I started to think about this is that the, the older brother didn't have what he needed to receive his brother. Meaning even he who stayed the entire time didn't understand, didn't understand, didn't understand that he was in the presence of his father as well. So how could he accept his, his, his younger brother when he himself didn't understand that, hey, I'm in the presence of my father. Everything that he owns, I own. Everything that he does, I do. Everything that I do, he does. I'm safe here. So, so here's what I want to point out to you. If the older brother, if the older brother would have just understood that everything was him, his, everything belonged to him because he lived in his father's house. He wouldn't have been mad that his younger brother was here. He wouldn't even been, been mad that he squandered everything. That was technically half of what he owned too. How are we supposed to receive someone at the table if we don't understand our place? How am I supposed to invite someone 
over or to like spread the gospel if I don't understand my place. You see, guys, like, like we, we always harp on the younger, but let's focus on the older. Because the older is actually more important because most of the time we find ourselves in the older's shoes. Okay? And here's why. Because we, we, don't, we don't understand it yet. So how do we understand it? We sit with the Father. We understand, just like in this story, you've been here the whole time. Everything I own is yours and is accessible. You see, what Jesus did was make the Father and everything that he has accessible to us. Now, why did he die? Yes, to save us. But why are we here? Because we are the boots on the ground for Holy Spirit to fulfill the mission of Jesus Christ. To win souls. To, to, to see heaven on earth. You see, th that's why I keep saying this is important for us to understand. It is missional. Everybody in here is a missionary of what they have going on, but we cannot give what we don't have. So how do we get it? We sit at the Father's feet, and all we have to do is understand. You see, salvation, all of this is a gift, but how do you receive it? You understand. We can talk about, like, repentance later. That's a whole other topic. But, 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 but the gift, the Father running to you, all that we have to do is continue walking. Continue walking. He's running towards you. If you want, you can actually stay still. He'll come to you as well. Let's make it easy. Let's, let's walk halfway. Let's walk the entire way. Let's run. Fall on your face. Let the Father overwhelm you. But I cannot say this enough. This church, in Jesus' name, will be known for multiplying disciples. I'm going to say this again. This church will be known. Oh, I spilled water already. I'm going to put this on the ground. This church will be known for multiplying disciples because we understand who we are. We understand what we have. If you are in this building, I'm challenging you today. We're not watching your kids. We're not just dancing, although, Yvonne, that was cool. We're not. We're not just having fun. We're here for a purpose. We're here for a reason. And it's this word, understand the gospel. I say, what do we do at church? Hey, I understood the gospel a little bit more. Hey, I saw what more I owned. Did you guys know I owned all of the universe? Did you know I owned everything in this planet was set for me to see more of who he is that I may multiply and multiply and multiply and speak truth into my younger brother who's coming home. We're here for a reason, guys. We're not just here, like, to have fun. This is important. Say that to your neighbor. This is important. This is important. Guys, I cry about this. I, I, like, cry when I think about the differences between what we see in the younger brother versus what the father gave him. It, thank God it rhymes, because if it doesn't, I can't put it on a t-shirt or social media, right? But shame. That's all the younger brother was, was coming to the table. This whole series is called Seat at the Table, and God gave me this perfect picture of like a catering, like when you have like a catered event, you have your name on a card. So I just saw this shame versus name card, shame versus name. And, and I saw how important it was to exchange that, like, God, I'm bringing you my shame. What, 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 what I did yesterday or last night or what I'm not doing right now, I have no faith. I, God, I'm right here and I have no faith. I don't even know who you are, but I'm coming to the table and he will give you the name that's on the place at the table where you're supposed to be sitting every single day. Okay, so once we understand that I walk to a table like this and I sit on my chair, I am actually I have all of the ownership in the name of Jesus to sit right here. This is my place. This is my spot. And here's the spot for my neighbor. But we cannot, we cannot give away what we don't have. And I wanna, I wanna end with this as the band comes up. Let me get the band back up here for just a few minutes. 
there's another there's another word just just combo here that that I want to talk about because again this is important is the younger son showed up full of condemnation condemnation guys is yucky it's ugly Blech. it should make you sick condemnation is a word that Jesus doesn't even use he, the, the only way he uses it was he's like no condemnation here there's not what does condemnation means it's your own judgment on yourself so where do we see it in the story dad I'm going to just work for you. Don't worry. Oh, okay. You've judged yourself. You've technically done my job. You've stepped in the shoes of your father. We can't even be a son. How are we supposed to be a father? How are we supposed to make these calls as a, as a father if we can't even understand that it's not about condemnation. There's Holy Spirit conviction. But before there's Holy Spirit conviction, there's Holy Spirit celebration. There's more celebration about one sinner repenting than there is about all the others that don't need repentance. That's what Jesus said, that, he, that the heaven celebrates more when one person understands they don't have to be squandering what the Father gave. In fact, hey, there's more of what I have here. Just come home. Just come home. I'm not, I, and, and listen, listen, sometimes when, 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 when we hear stuff like this, we think like, oh, that's for the lost. No, there's some older brothers in here too. There's some older brothers that, that may not have felt the adoption through Jesus Christ to the full extent of what the gospel is for. Hey guys, as a pastor in this church, I cannot sleep at night letting anyone leave here without knowing the gift that you have. That's a seat at his table. You have a seat at the table where a king is served. And you have authority there. You have authority to come to that table however you want. Guys, there's a father that is running to you saying, I've got your name, Robert. I've got your name right here. It's actually right next to me. Burgers and fries, medium well, just like you like it. Come on over. Coke with lime, no Pepsi. We pray for you Pepsi lovers. It's not real. There's a place here. There's a place here, but, but, but here's what it is. Your only way in is free. Your only way in is a gift. Yes, there's a message here for the younger brother. Stick with me here on this, on this story. But there's a story here. There's something for the older brother that's been in the camp the whole time that says, God, I have served you my entire life. How come you don't do this for me? How come I don't see you? How come I don't experience you the way that this new believer does? Or my brother, blah, 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 whatever it is. The cure, I'm going to use the word there, cure is intimacy. Intimacy. You see, guys, intimacy allows you to go from shame to reading your own name and saying, this is my name, my name is Juan, or Sergio called me Juan Pablo if I'm in trouble, and it's right there next to the Father. And guess what? Because I have a seat at the table, I'm a VIP, I can invite whoever the heck I want. Hey, come with me. I gotta show you what I know about myself. Here's what I wanna do. I know that, I know that we're right on time. Thank you, God, for ending right on time. I was super, super scared. But here's what I wanna do. I want all of us on our feet. Let, let, let's stand up. I need you to know that this is important. This, this is important. We all have a seat at the table. The price of admission is understanding, is understanding what has been done for you. And then understanding that you've been commissioned to bring a neighbor, to love your spouse, to preach to your children, to bring those that maybe are coming home 
to Jesus. This is important that we understand. Before we break, here's what we're gonna do, guys. We're gonna leave this, this altar space open. I feel heaven this far away, this far away. And if you don't, then come here, then come here. Whenever, try, maybe right now, try, when was the last time you took a risk for God? So this is open for anybody that wants to, to start to understand that the Father is on the other side of that 100 yards away running to you saying, I've had your name on this card the entire time, the entire time, the late nights, the mornings where you went off to work, where you didn't know if you were providing enough for your family. God was there saying, don't feel shame, read this card. It's actually an invite to dinner tonight where you're going to sit with me and you're going to learn more about me and who you are. Guys, it is time, it is time, it's time. Everyone say this, it's time. It's time. Everyone say, I don't want to be comfortable. I don't want to be comfortable. Let the only comfortable chair in your life be the dinner table seated at the at the table next to Jesus. That's it. So what I want to do is this. As you feel called, come to the front. If this is something that you want to know more of, understanding. I want those who have experienced breakthrough in this area, if that is you, if you're a prayer warrior, I want you to come over here. I've got three individuals here that are saying, I need to understand more about what has been given to me. Let's start multiplying more disciples. Let's start multiplying more truth tellers in the culture that we live in today because the time is now. Do we understand that? The time is now. So if I've got any prayer warriors, I just, I want you guys to come over here and lay some hands. I want to pray. If you are saying, I want to experience that for the first time, I want to know that the Father does have my name on a card. I want you to come up to the front. And if, and if you already know that you've experienced breakthrough there, well, there's brothers coming home. There's sisters coming home right now, as in right now, that we need to lay hands on and say, hey, I'm your older brother. I have authority here. I'm so glad you're here. You are going to be here to experience more of what the Father has for you. This is important. This is important. We're going to open up the floor. Parents, what I'm going to do is dismiss you guys to go pick up your children. We're going to keep this space for ministry time. My prayer is that we take risks tonight knowing that there's a Father with a name card that says this is for you to sit at this table with me to experience more of who I am. Thank you, God. I'm going to pray one more time, and we're just going to leave this space open. And again, parents, you're free to go. Holy Spirit, we ask for more of who you are. We ask for more joy. We ask for more peace. Shame, we say you have to leave. Condemnation, you have to leave. The sound of the celebrating music is louder than what the enemy has for you. The sound of the music that the band that is playing is celebrating you is louder than In Jesus' name, let's keep this spot open for just some time of prayer. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. We're going to keep this open. We're officially dismissed, guys. If you've got to run, we're dismissed. Thank you, guys. We'll see you guys here next week. Thanks for tuning in to the Harbor Church Podcast. I hope that you were enriched, inspired, and blessed by what you heard. Please subscribe on the podcast app and be sure to follow us on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. You can also download our Harbor Church mobile app. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.